We thank you, Almighty God, for giving us wisdom, knowledge, and revelation, and understanding in the name of Jesus Christ. We thank you for the Holy Spirit teaching us all. In Jesus' name, amen. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, we, once again, we just glad to be here before you today, and we just give God glory, give him honor, because... Um, he is a mighty God. He is a good God. He is God. And um, he called himself our Lord. And we thank him for being our Lord and our Savior, Jesus Christ. Well, today we are teaching on God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. Because God sent the Holy Spirit to teach us all. Today the Holy Spirit is teaching us on Have I Lost my first love. Have I lost my first love? Well, for the next 30 minutes, you'll find out whether you lost your first love or not. If you have, God always give us space in the name of Jesus to repent and do your first work over again. And the book of Luke 9.23 says, If any man will come after me, let him deny himself. Let him, let the person that decide to follow Jesus, you have to deny yourself. He said, let him, not the church, not God, God said you. It's your responsibility. You're going to come after me. I'm a holy God. I'm a righteous God. So count the cost or you come after me. He said, let him deny himself. He must give up all rights to himself. You deny yourself. You're saying to God, it's not about me, Lord. It's all about you. He said he must give up all rights to himself. Have we given up all rights to ourselves? Um, we still into ourselves. God said, you must give up all rights to himself. And after you give up all the rights to what you want to do, what you feel like you should do, and how you think that you should serve God, God said, decided all these things that you're following me, that mean that you're not your own anymore. You're going to follow me, that mean that I possess you now. I'm your Lord now. I'm your Savior now. You don't make decisions on your own. In all your ways, you acknowledge me, and I shall direct your path. You have no more decision-making on your own. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. He said, this is what you do from now on. He said, now on, whatever you need, you come to me. You decide to follow me, so I am your, I will take care of you. He said, that, uh, cast all your cares upon me, because you'll follow me. He said, come unto the Lord, all ye that are labor and a heavy laden, and I'll give you rest. If you're going to follow me, I will give you rest for your soul. He said, and take up your cross. We have a cross. Daily. You know, I, I truly believe that when we, ex when we first accept the Christ, we deny ourselves at this particular time. And I believe that we really take up our cross because you can let your mind go back when you first got saved. 
Nothing else matter but God. Absolutely, you made no excuse, excuses for yourself. It was all about him. Whatever sacrifice you had to make, you would make it. Without even any doubts at all. He said, take up your cross. You used to have your cross daily and follow me. Take up your cross. Well, I don't know. I could be wrong in some of your life, but how often do we take up our cross now? Every other day? Think about it. Your first love. Think about how it thrilled your heart. Think about how excited you were to be saved. Think about it. And what happened after five or six years because of trials and tribulation and persecution, we did not understand that these things would come to grow us up, to strengthen us. And because of a lack of understanding, we like drew back from following God. He said, take up your cross. The cross means that something's gonna go on with this cross. That means that some crucifying is going on. That means that some death is taking place. That's why he said, take up your cross and follow me. Daily, he said, take it up. Have I lost my first love? Because when we accepted Christ, taking up that cross daily was a pleasure. People talked about you on the job, it didn't bother you. People would, would say all manner of things come against you, it did not bother you. You was following Jesus, and that's all matter. Church doors open, you were sacrificed to come to church. You had your cross then. But now, as you look at your life, are you sacrificing to come to church? Uh, or we think this one hour enough is all you need? But when you had your cross, Wednesday night, Friday night, whenever the church doors was open, when you was carrying your cross, when you was following God with your cross, you would come together because you know the Bible said in Hebrews 10, 25, the Bible said, fail not to assemble ourselves together. You would not fail. You will come. Why? You was carrying your cross. You will pick your cross up daily. That is an opportunity and a privilege for God to even want us to follow him. I'm serious. It's sinful we have been and disobedient we have been, continue being, that God still love us. He still have a plan for us. He still want us to follow him. Thank God. I can understand, really, but uh, the, the, uh, understand by understanding the grace and the mercy of God showed his people. I can really understand that on the day of judgment, when the white phone judgment, at the white phone judgment, when the book of life is open, and God said, depart from me, I can understand why he will say that, because he's given us so many opportunities, showing his love to us in such a way that no other human being would ever dare to show their love. He's given up everything that we need. He sent the Holy Spirit to dwell in us. He's given us the mighty name of Jesus, the name that is above every other name. He's dwelling us. 
He lived in us. We dwell in him. We walk in him. We, the Bible said that we can do all things through Christ who strengthened us. Everything that the body of Christ needs to live a victorious life, to live holy, to endure temptation, to walk in love, to love one another, to be patient. Everything that we need has been freely given to us. The Bible said God has given us all things pertaining to life and godliness. Have I lost my first love? Have I lost my first love? <laughs> Revelation chapter 2 and verse 4. You know, you just think about it. I mean, a lot of times we, we uh, lose love for things. And see, it's, God is not a God like a human being uh, that you love today and hate tomorrow. God is not a God like you will buy. Maybe some people buy the new car and I notice when you first get your new car, you keep it clean, you keep it washed, and, and after about that, that's about three or four months, the car become old to you, and all of a sudden it's not clean anymore, it's dirty. It, but but your first love for that car, you kept that car clean, and when that people eating your car, and you weren't eating your car, you weren't drink coffee in your car. Oh, you were so much in love with your car, but after about a couple of months, you drinking, spilling coffee all over your car, trash all under the seat and all over the place, you lost your first love for your car. That was a temporary love. And if you think, look at your life, when you first accepted Jesus Christ, you were so much in love. So when God decided to grow you up, mold you in that love, you got offended. And we backslid in a way, in our mind. You know, our love, we just went down and cold for God. God is not like a human being. Um, and uh, we, you know, when we, we first accepted Jesus Christ, I, I, I don't know, but I believe it's more like a fleshly love for God. It's not a spiritual love. That's why God said he commanded us, he said that we would love him with all our heart and all our um, soul and mind because he said when you first accept me, accept, accept me and pick up your cross, you're not that much in love with me. You're more excited about me in the flesh but not in the spirit. So God said, when trials and tribulation, teach your spirit. Teach your spirit how to love me. And tell the spirit of my heart love God. And tell the spirit of my mind love God. And tell the spirit of my soul love God. I'm just only loving God because things are going well. I'm just only loving God because all my bills are paid. But can I still love God the same way when I don't know how I'm going to pay my bills? With my back up against the wall, everything is going wrong. Can I stand up and say, Lord, regardless of what's going on, I love you, Lord. You are still my God. You are still my Savior. You are still the keeper of my soul. You are still my bishop. You are still the shepherd of my soul. Can I just continue saying that when everything is going wrong? But if I had, to, if I had learned to worship, to love God the way that the Bible said that we are to love God, I love him with my spirit, not with my emotion. I, when my emotion might play part, but when my emotion kick out, my spirit
spirit still love God. I love him with the spirit on my mind. When my natural mind said, said you know, you know, God had to allow this and allow things to happen to you. But when my natural mind failed, then my the spirit of my mind kicked in and said that I love God. Regardless of what's going on, how dim it may seem, whatever happened, nothing can make me stop loving God. Because when you learn how to love God with your spirit, it's different from loving God with your emotion. It's different from loving God because everything is going well. It's different from loving God, that unconditioned. No, when your spirit loves God, there's no condition. You love God because the Bible said he first loved us. We love him. We love him with all our heart. Sister and brother, until our spirit develop a love for God, you will back. You, in a sense, you will not stay faithful to how you started out with God. When you love God in the spirit, not in your emotion, because your emotion change back and forth depending on what's going on in your life. Spirit have no, 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 no change or no emotion. It's what it is. When you learn to love God in the spirit of your mind, you would always, always love God. That's why the Bible said, this is my commandment that he's given us. And love the Lord. He said, love the, you love the Lord, your God. He said, I'm your God, you love me. He said, I want you to love me with all your heart because you, you, you can't love me with the spirit of your heart. Not emotion love. Yes, emotion is involved. But we have to pass emotion love because a lot of time I don't, you don't feel like loving God, but your spirit love God. You can always continue worshiping, magnifying God when your spirit love God. But when this your emotion love God, under, under uh, difficult circumstances, you will not serve God the way that you've been serving God when everything was going well. That's because your flesh love God, not your spirit. When my spirit love God, me, oh, hell can break loose. Everything could be going wrong. But you know inside of your spirit, he's still my God. He's still my Lord. He's still the shepherd and the bishop of my soul. He's still the lover of my life when everything is going wrong. You still love God with all your heart. Your mind, your spirit, your soul. Revelation 2 and 4 says, God said, God, what are you saying, Lord? I have somewhat against thee. Lord, God, what do you have against the church? You have something against the church. You are God. You are Lord. No man can withstand you. No one can stop you. And you said that you have somewhat against the church that you created. What do you have against the church, Lord? He said, because. Because what do we do? He said, you left your first love. You left your first love. Do you remember your first love when we first met? I saved you. You remember how you were so much in love with me. You were sacrificed 
the church. You will sacrifice to win a soul. You will sacrifice to pray because you were so much in love with me. Your flesh and the emotion of your heart loved me. But your spirit had to grow to love me. Your spirit had to, had to, to, be, to be pruned to know me. Your spirit had to know me through trials and tribulation. Your spirit had to know me and develop love through trials and hard times and tribulation that you still remain the same because I am your God. Until tribulation, circumstance, and difficulty train you to love God, you will back out, you will backslide. But when you have been trained to love God through difficulty, through impossible situation, you have been trained to love him. Now you love him in the spirit. Not only this loving him for what he can do for you, you love him because of the trials and the tribulation. And that's what James said in his word. He said, my brother and my sister, you counted all joy when you fall into darkest temptation because knowing this, that the trying of your faith work is patient. It work is love in you, love for God. When you fall into all type of temptation, something happened, you could continue serving God the same way. You continue coming to church the same way. You continue to worship and magnify God got the same way when you come to church. You are being trained to love him under whatever condition come your way. You know that he will never change. He still will be and always will be the king of kings, the lord of lords. He will always be the ruler of the universe. He will, that will never change. But you learn through my trials and my hard time and my difficulty that he remained the same. He is still God. He is still my lord. He is still my savior. Situation and, and difficulties and hard times should never be able once you develop the love for God in your spirit. Difficulty, Bible say in the world you shall have trials and tribulation and circumstances. He said these things will come upon you. He said that. But if you love God, Whatever happened to you will not change the way that you love God. It will not dictate to you how to worship God. You worship God because he is God. You don't just worship God because he just bless you with a car. You don't worship God because he just opened up a door and give you a raise. That's not true worship. That's just gladness. But what happened when God closed all the doors? Do you still have that same zeal to worship God? Do you still have that same burden in your heart to worship and magnify God when everything is going wrong? You got laid off the job. Can you still worship God? See, true worshiper, worshiping God in the spirit is different from worshiping God on the condition. That's a fleshly worship. And it's only temporarily. It's a matter of time when things start going wrong for you. And things are going right. Oh, you're so happy. Oh, you just love God. But when things are going wrong, your attitude changes. You know why? You know why? The love for God was only a fleshly love. 
But when you love God, when your spirit, when your spirit loves God, hallelujah, hallelujah, it's a big difference. When your spirit loves You can say like David, he is still my God. I don't know how I'm going to pay my bills. I don't know where my next meal is going to come from. But one thing I do know. Hallelujah. He's still my God. He's still the bishop and the shepherd of my soul. As my back might be up against the wall. I'm not up against the wall by myself. He's up against that wall with me. Still my God. Have I lost my first love? Mark 12, verse 30 says, Thou shalt love the Lord your God. See, he's your God. He's your God. He said, I'm your God. You love your God. Thou shalt love the Lord, your God, thy God, with all God said, I'm going to tell you how to love me. Because if you do not develop a love for me this way, when problem comes, situation comes, your love is going to go cold for me. God said, I'm giving you the instruction, telling you the proper way to love me. And this way, this way, when you learn this way of loving me, hallelujah, my God, hallelujah, hallelujah, Jesus. He said, you will always love me. Yes, trials and tribulations are going to come because I prophesied them to come. You will still love me. You learn how to love God this way. With my heart, the spirit of my heart. He said, with all <laughs> my soul. He said, with all that mind and with all that strength, spiritual strength, not physical strength. The Lord is the strength of my life. Love Him. Love Him. He wants us to love Him in so many different ways. The heart, the heart got to love me first. It takes time to develop a love for God in the spirit of your heart. It doesn't happen overnight. 
It happened through trials and tribulation. To love God with your heart is more than just saying, Lord, I love you. It's more than just saying, I love it because you're so good to me, Lord. It got to go past that. You have to love God with trials and through trials and tribulation. Determine whether you love God or not. Not because he's so good. You love him in the midst of all what's going on wrong in your life. And you love him. Now you, de now you develop a love of God with all your heart. And with all your soul. Your intellect mind. You love him. He said with all your mind. The spirit of your mind love him. The Bible said be renewed in the spirit of your mind. The spirit of my mind loves you, God. Hallelujah. My strength, God, loves you. But you develop a love for God the way that God said we ought to love Him. Sadness is a thing of the past. Because when sadness and problem situation come, you know this is come to develop your love for God. You know that this child is here not to defeat me, but this tribulation, this child that is here, is here to, to, to develop my love for God more. Oh yeah, this disappointment is not here to make me feel bad. This disappointment is here to develop my mind for God, loving God in my mind. You look at problem situation as an opportunity to teach me something about God. Every time a problem comes up in my life, it's not a problem that was set to defeat me or hurt me. This problem is here to mold me and shape me more into the image of God because the Bible said God has predestinated us to be conforming the image of his dear son. So how can I, God, uh, mold and shape us? He shaped us through trials and tribulation and difficulty and circumstances. That's how he mold us when we stand up and think like Jesus Christ and not bow to problems and situations. He shaped our spirit more into the image of his dear son. That's how we are molded and shaped. But when we learn the first commandment to love God, when all these things come, they build upon what you already have built in your that love God with all your heart and all your mind and all your soul. Nothing can shape you or turn you around. It only can strengthen you. It only can build you up more in Christ. You learn how to love him. Listen, when I cease to love God with all my heart, with all my soul, with all my mind, with all my spiritual strength, I have lost my first love. Matthew chapter 4 and verse 4, Jesus said, listen to this, make sure not live by bread alone, but by every word. My God, what a way to live. What a way to live, brother. <laughs> you live. When you can live by every word that proceeded out of the mouth of God, you live it. You have life as his best. You live it by the spirit of the word because God said my words are 
spirit in their life. You are living by the spirit and life of the word of God. You are living. Nothing bothers you. You are just living. You are living by the spirit and the life of God's word. You are living. You are living. You exist and you have life to its fullness. Oh my God. God said, I'll tell you how to live. You don't know how to live. We don't know how to live. You think living is party and all that stuff. You're not living. That's just a temporary fix. But you're not living until you learn how to live by every word. You learn how to walk by the word. Be led by the spirit of the word. You are living. The Bible said that. We are to be led by the spirit of the word. If you walk in the spirit, he said you will not fulfill the lust of the flesh. You're living. You're living. You are living. See, the lust of the flesh will take you down a defeated road that you do not want to go down. The Bible said when you're living, when you're living by the Spirit of God's Word, because God's Word is Spirit in their life, and the Bible said God and His Word are one. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. So when I'm living by the Word of God, I'm living by God Himself. I'm walking in His plan. I'm walking in the direction that He wants me to go because I'm, I'm not just living. I'm living, but I'm living by the Word. The Word tell me go left, go right. I'm going straight. I'm living whatever the Word tell me. I would live by that. If the Word should stand still and see the salvation of the Lord, I'm not going to move. I'm going to stand still. I'm living by the Word. Whatever the Word instructed me to do, I will apply it to my life. If the words that now move, then I move. If the words that stop, I stop. Whatever the word be, the Bible said, David said, Lord, all of my, my all of my steps in your word, oh Lord, I will walk in his precepts. Living by the word. Daily with my cross. Following the word of God. Because it's impossible to follow God without following his word because God and his word are one. So you're following the word of God. Whatever direction the word tells you to go, you're living by the word of God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Oh my God. Living by the word of God. That's why the Bible says, says in Colossians 2.15, it says, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. In all wisdom, let it dwell. Why? You have to live by it. Not just know it. Live by it. We know the word, but God said that's not enough. It's not doing you any good just to know it. Live by it. You can have seeds in your hand and never reap a harvest because until you plant the seed, you'll get a harvest. But you can just have the word of God and know the word of God. And when problems and situations come, you never live by the word. Let the word direct you. Let the word tell you what to do. You're living by the word. But you're no longer living by what you feel. You crucify yourself when you learn how to love God with all your heart. So since you love God with all your heart, you're living by the word. To live by the word is to live by what God said to in the situation. Living by the word. He said, when I cease to hunger and thirst to live by the spirit and the life of the word, I have lost my first love. Long do I hunger to live up to the word. No longer do I thirst. You know how we used to thirst for Jesus. Hunger for him. 
when that ceased, that thirst, no more hungering for him, I have lost my first love. Philippians 4 and 8 says, he tells us what to think of. Think on these things, things that are true, honest, just, pure, lovely, and of good report. Then in Philippians 2 and 5 says, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. 1 Corinthians 2.16 says, we have the mind of Christ. Now, when my, my thoughts, during my leisure time, the moment, do not reflect upon the Lord, reflect upon everything else but the Lord. What happened when I hold the TV is off and you riding along? What do you think about? Do your mind reflect on the word of God? It used to. But what happened? I lost my first love. You know, when you're in love with someone in their flesh, when everything just cease, you think about that person. Because you love them. But God is greater than any human could ever be. But he said, in my leisure time, when I really have this, this, this sitting down doing nothing, when I concentrate and think about God, how good he been? Proverbs 4, have I lost my first love? 28, have I lost my first love? Proverbs 4 and verse 20 says, My son, attend. That means pay attention to my words. Incline thine ear to my saying. Listen to me, son or daughter. I have something to tell you. It's going to help you. It's going to make a difference in your life. In verse 21, I'm not going to read the whole thing. He said, Let them not incline my, my, your ears unto my saying. Let them not depart from their eyes. When things are going good, well, when things are going so well, you know we tend to let the word of God depart from us. Honest, I'm telling you, when all the people call, when all hell is going loose in your house, seem like the word is always dying to do. You're always talking about the word. You're always quoting the word, always speaking the word. But when everything is going well, Nothing is happening in your house. Everybody is doing well. We tend to let the instruction of the word depart from our spirit. He said, keep them, keep the word. Oh, we good time, hard time, sad time. Keep the word in the words in the midst of thy heart. The spirit of the word will control your situation when you keep the word in the midst of you, in the midst of you at all times. I don't care what's going on, how good your life is, how nice you are living. The Bible said, do not let the word depart from you just because you're having a good life. Do not let the word depart from you because you have natural happiness. Keep the word, you're gonna need it, in the midst of your heart. Hallelujah, he said, for the word of God, my life. That's why God wants you to keep the word because this is life. 
The word of God is life, and we know his spirit in the New Testament. Tell us that God's word is life, and they are spirit. He said, for the word of God are life unto those that find them. In health, you want to be healed to all of their flesh. All of their flesh. The Bible said, he sent his what? Word, and he healed them. Keep the word, God said. Meditate on the word not in day. Keep the spirit of the word. You will keep life. And that life of the word will heal your whole body. So keep it. Verse. So keep thy heart. Keep your heart. With all diligently. For out of your heart of the issue of life. When I ceased to keep God's word. When I cease to live by the application of the word of God, follow the instruction of the word of God, I have lost my first love. Longer will I obey the word of God. No longer will I study the word of God and keep the word of God, meditate on the word of God, pray the word of God. I have lost my first love. When I give in to the things that I know, I know this is this feeling to God. It don't have to prophesy on me. I know this wrong, but I want to do it. I know I shouldn't be walking out of love and talking about it and judging Sister Juicy, but I, I, my friends want to do it. I know this is wrong, because God said, be ye kind unto another. God said, pray for one another. I know what the Bible said, but I, I, I don't want to do it now. I, I want to follow my flesh other than listen to God. He said, when I give in to things that I know, you know this. You don't need anybody to prophesy on this. The Holy Spirit already told you. I know this pleased this please the Lord and continue doing it. I have lost my first love. I know and we all know that God said, pray ye one for another that we all may be healed. But instead of praying, we judge, we criticize, we fall fine. We know these things are displeasing to God, but yet we continue doing it. You know why we continue doing it? We lost our first love for God. Did you ever have the first love? Because by now you've been saved long enough, four or five years, and God said, be kind. Do you understand what being kind means? It said, be mean and be evil, judge back by criticizing. Oh, my God, there's so much going on in the church, and people shouting and praising the Lord, singing songs of Zion, and can't even get along with the person they're singing next to. Isn't that something? I heard a guy said on TV the other day, he said, you know, it's amazing that we can go to the moon and can't even get along with each other on earth. We can we should love God so much you can't even love the people that God made. I'm telling you, sisters and brothers, it's time to examine your life. When you stand before God and God said, why were you standing that quiet saying that I'm loved and you couldn't even love the one that you were singing next to? Why would you stand up there and tell me that, Lord, I love you with all my heart and all my soul, then you judge the other person because they don't sound as good as you? That's why he said, why call me Lord, 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 and do not walk in love like I command you to walk in love. But we love the Lord. I know why you love the Lord, because if the Lord do anything against your will, 
You're not loving him as much now because he, he allowed you to suffer. He allowed you to suffer, but he was training you. He said, my sister and brother, kind of not strange when things come on to make to try you and though something strange have happened to you. He said, these things are allowed to develop your spirit, to teach you and to mold you. He said, but we act like it's strange. You think that God, when God uh, 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 allow us, or not allow us, when God tell us that we should love one another, and he said, by this shall all men know that you are my disciples, my follower, if you have love one to another. And we know if we do not show love, we are displeasing to God. Yet we continue to displeasing God. Oh my God, we have lost our first love. Okay, he said, when I cease to present my body as a living sacrifice, holy acceptable unto God, which is mine. No big deal. That's your reason for service. That is your reason for service. When you, all I started, I present my body, uh, uh, health, and I'm not talking about fornication all the time. That is not always the only sin in the world. Some people think it is. They think fornication, adultery is the only sin in the world. That's a lie. Gossip, criticizing, backbiting, fault finding, still singing to the same hell. Liars in the church. People, this lie, this lie, this lie, just to be lying. The Bible said, I'm telling you, well, liars will have their day in the lake of fire that burn forever. Stop lying so much. Why do you lie? Lie is a bad spirit because it deceives people. You know what? Uh, little, I don't know what he called it, little white lie. There's a thing, little white lie, black lie, blue lie. Lying is complete and lying. And the Bible said all liars are going to hell. All homemongers are going to hell. Read it, it's in your Bible. Hallelujah, Lord Jesus. He said, I have lost my first love when I cease to present my body as a living sacrifice. Oh, in my body, I do what I want to do with that. Whatever I want to do. God said, no, you, you gave up being your boss. You remember? When you came to me, I said, you have to deny yourself. Get rid of yourself. And you pick up your cross daily and follow me. The Bible said, no, I have redeemed you with the precious blood of Jesus Christ. You belong to me now. Well, oh, I want God to be honored. I want God belong to God when I have my peace. Bills that need to be paid. I'm a child of God. Oh, Jesus, I'm your child. Come see about me. All that because you want God to help you. But when you come down to sinning, you don't raise up your mind. Say, oh, God, I'm a sinning and I'm walking out of love. I'm talking about somebody. Oh, Jesus, send the Holy Spirit to stop me. I know this is pleasing to you. It's just the pleasing. I mean, we just please God as much as a fornicator when we talk about people. I don't know why we feel fornicating that bad. No, gossip and lying. And loose lip juice is bad it's fornication amen my god hallelujah i have lost my first love colossians 3 and 1 says if we then being risen with christ seek those things which are above i have a fake saying up there oh my lord set your affection on things above, not on things on earth. Oh no, God don't. I mean, I, you know, I, I got to enjoy myself and all that. You know, I, I, I don't understand, but it's just a 
follow my mind how you can start it out. The Bible said you're a foolish Galatian. You started out living holy, now you're going to wind up doing like the world, acting like the world, partying like the world. He said, oh, you so foolish. You so foolish. He said, for you, a dead in your life is hid with Christ in God. Oh, Lord, let me speed this up. In the name of Jesus Christ. This is one of uh, our pastor favorite one. I really have to get this one in. Uh, he said, when I view the command of God as a restriction, like God don't want me to have fun. I, I, I'm just tired of this boy life and everything. Uh, he said, to my happiness. This is a restriction to my happiness. Rather than an expression of his love. I have lost my first love. Oh, Bible said, oh, you foolish Galatian. Who have bewitched you that you should not obey the truth? Oh, you so foolish. Having begun in the spirit are now made perfect by your flesh. You so foolish. You so foolish. Have you suffered so many things in vain? Is this too going to be in vain when you stand before the white throne judgment? And God said, depart from me, I never knew you. Are this going to be in vain? Oh, you foolish Galatians. When I view the commands of God as a restriction to my happiness, I want to party like I used to party. You called me out, I was partying. But I want to go back to my old way of living. I don't like this new way. You know why? I'm going to tell you. Why Christian go back to sinning? You know why? When you lose your first love, when you're not busy about spiritual things, when you're so busy about physical things, you will go back to what you used to be. I want to party like everybody else, Lord. I'm enjoying serving you anymore. Uh, the name of Jesus is not no more excited to me. The name of Jesus used to be so excited to me, but not anymore. Now, God said, no, it's not a restriction to your, happiness, to your uh, happiness. It's just expression of my love to purify you, to sanctify you for the return of my Father. So you will be able to meet him in the air when he comes back. That is what it's all about. I know what sin will bring you. I know what sin will do for you. Ah have given my life to redeem you from the pits of hell. And I thank God and I praise God that something that I said today will touch your heart, not only touch your heart, but touch your spirit of your mind so that we will change the way we live. Sister, brother, I don't want to see a single soul go to hell. But the Bible declares that we have not changed the way we live and what we do. Read your Bible. Going to hell. And then why, you know, you go to church all your life, 10 and 15 years, and wind up in hell. What a waste. What a waste. You want to live in the world and live in the church. Make up your mind. If you're going to go to hell, go with a blast. You know, don't live halfway in hypocrite. Not, you know, serving the devil here, enjoying here, and you come to church. No. God called those people hypocrites. And he said hypocrites go to hell. So make up your mind. Do you want to serve God? Choose this day who you want to serve. Amen. God bless you. Amen.